I like to think it's part of our allure. It's like having a live studio audience. Room Podcast. My name is Darian. I'm feeling a little punchy this evening. I think I'm dehydrated. I know I'm exhausted. It's uh, 91 degrees here in northern Nevada, and I don't think it's going to get any cooler anytime soon, boys and girls. Miss Monica is in the house. I am here. From the desert wasteland that is Carson (laughs) City, and from the warehouse jungle that is... Upper Stead Boulevard. Buddy is also here. <laughs> What's going on, you maniacs? Oh, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's up, Monica? How are you today? I'm okay. We missed you last week. Yeah, I know. Did you miss us? Yeah. I, I, I don't think you did. I, I don't think you missed us one bit. I Baby did. Doll. I always listen to the show the very next day. Well, I love that about you. I'm glad somebody out there is mm-hmm. listening. Did you get a chance to watch The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave? No. Why not? I didn't watch Why not? Why not? What's wrong with that? It's a good show, yeah. I thought. I, Lots of naked redheads. I have had such bad luck with movies that I'm just not even interested oh, in watching it's anything. It's not going to get any better tonight, mm-hmm. babe. I know. I'm telling you right I now. I know. <laughs> but I still showed up. You did. <laughs> you did. You probably wish you would have showed up I, last week. I read what he wrote, Tony, and I was like, oh, you bastard. I will be there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame you one bit for not coming tonight, baby doll. This is a rough one. And I uh, feel that I owe you guys an apology. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to get uh, my wife in here to apologize to you both. No, apologize the at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's going to get any better. I'm going to be honest with you. You better pick at least one good movie. I've, I've already picked all four movies for the month. Oh, so, we uh, need to investigate great. them, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good times coming at us. Buddy, what's up with you, big dog? Oh, not much. Um, is it, has it been like a full moon or something recently? Yes. yes. Okay, because, man, everybody at work today would seem to be in a real bad mood at work. What's their problem? I don't know. It's like everybody talks to him. <laughs> it's like, wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> Take it easy yeah. there. God <laughs> damn it, man. Just be over here. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's so angry these days. Yeah. You know yes. what's that? Just, t- just calm the hell down. 
All and right. have you noticed that the speed limit has increased on the freeway? Has it now? Oh, my God. I have to do 90 not to get run over now when Which I come to... Which freeway are you talking about? From Washoe to... Uh, from Carson to Reno. Really? Oh. Yeah. I do. I take that freeway every morning. I keep it pegged at about 72, 73. Thank you. Before mm. this stuff started, I used to set cruise control at 75. Yeah. Oh, no. Now it's like 90. Sometimes I go, oh, shit, we're doing a hundred. We better slow down. Well, they didn't increase the speed limit. Everybody just lost. <laughs> yeah, they'll rush yeah. your ass and like kill you. Yes. Uh, that, well, that's Washoe Valley for you, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, Fury Road out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a uh, goddamn horror show to get into here, uh, you maniacs. We got horror news, listener mail, a movie or two to talk about, a kaiju fight coming at us. Mm-hmm. Hi, you. Let's kick it off with some horror news, Miss Monica. Horror news. (laughs) Horror news. Take it away, baby dog. There wasn't really much out there. It was a slow week. Um, I can tell you that. I do have to say, when you hear a rumor, it usually happens, especially if it involves uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jason Momoa. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, He has hinted there might be a Rambo 6. He was talking about a a Cobra (laughs) sequel. I oh. want to see the Cobra sequel. I don't. I'm done with. Well, Rambo. write him a letter. He'll probably do it. I'll tweet him. <laughs> He's probably not going to see it. Yeah. So it's just a talk that he had. He was thinking about if uh, Rambo hit out on the Indian reservation since okay. they can't come and touch him there. Right. We go from there. Okay. Hmm. That would be okay with me. I want Cobra. I want Cobra, man. I want to see if Rambo lived from the end. I want a Cobra sequel, and I would also like a Demolition Man sequel. Oh, oh yeah. What's with your problem with Demolition Man? Man? You don't like Demolition Man now? No. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Wesley Snipes ain't doing shit. So you might as well make a get him in there too, right? Yeah, he's doing nothing but B-movies. That's exactly right. Gallo Walkers. X-rated movies somewhere. Did he do a porno? No, I don't know. I'm just saying. I I know. Oh, I wanted to say something, but it's a good thing I didn't say it. I would have been I agree. (laughs) Um, Also, some sorry news for Mad Max fans that Charlize is not going to be returning in the new Mad Max. Bummer. I am actually... That's not a bummer. I prefer that she didn't, to be honest with you. Because that that last one, as good of a movie as it was, didn't... Mm -hmm. Mad Max was not the the protagonist. He was like an ancillary character at best. Well, they hated each other on the set. And I'm going to say Tom Hardy's the bigger actor, so he probably got his way. Uh, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. Well, I wonder why they hated each other. They did. They said they did not get along at all. It was okay. probably one of those. Uh, probably because she Johnson. was like, oh, you're going to sleep with me, baby. And he's like, no, you're not my type. Um, 
She's my type. I'll sleep with her. Well, you go ahead. Oh, Tom, if you're listening, I will take this the Charlize Theron bullet for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. I'll jump on that grenade, and you'll never know. You'll never know. Be the wiser. Here's my stunt buddy, Tyrion. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. People, t- people tell me I look like a slightly uh, a better physiqued Tom Hardy all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the last thing I have is you've probably heard this the whole world has heard it chris hemsworth is going to be playing hulk hogan oh god oh wow do yeah we, why for what do it what why playing his life movie? story we're gonna movie. do a biography on hogan uh-huh okay uh, yeah he said After he's gonna hulk hogan did his own biography <laughs> yeah why don't just get the real hulk hogan he's a he ain't well i think he's either. too old well he could play well they want to follow him from his career so okay i don't all right all right well, you got to see a young version. I'm kind of curious. I, you can see it on that WWE channel anytime you want. You know, Back I don't in WWF days. Yeah, I don't. It's fine. I mean, I'm not all that interested in Hulk Hogan. Uh huh. I was a Hulkamaniac from the age of like six to maybe nine. And then I discovered The Undertaker, and then I was no longer a Hulk. I never liked Hogan. I was always for the bad guys. I just loved his intri- his theme music. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real American. And then he would start all this crap. Yeah. You know, I hated that. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't like that. What are you doing? He, w- he would win a match. He would win a three-minute match and then spend 15 minutes fucking around in the ring afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Get the, fucking, yeah, get the fuck out of here. There's other yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, doing all that tearing his shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing, dude? Although Macho Man had you know the hottest chick of all of them. Yeah. Miss Elizabeth? She oh, ended up man. dead in a closet, mm-hmm. which is weird. With my favorite wrestler, which is insulting. Lex Luger? Oh, my God. I loved him. Why? Oh, my God. I got why? to meet him and everything. What is, I what loved is, What is so? What is the, what, why? Those big muscles. He was hot when he, he was, was part of them. roided the hell up. Four horsemen? I remember oh. that. Oh, yeah. I remember when wow. he was a horseman. Yeah. If I had to who, if I had to pick a favorite wrestler of all time, I probably would go with The Undertaker just because of the whole horror theme. Mm. Uh Papa Shango, he was a badass. Okay. But the problem is is that you see these wrestlers and you see them change gimmicks. Uh-huh. So when Papa Shango came out as uh that pimp? Oh that, yeah, that was ridiculous. Big Daddy whatever. It's like that's Papa Shango, what's he doing wearing gold chains and shit yeah. all of a sudden? Well, that's the same as The Rock. Nobody remembered him when he was in the Nation of Domination. Oh, I remember that. You remember that? That that was when he did his best spots. That's when I loved him. He'd come out and yell at Triple H and stuff. Yeah. And then they'd turn him into a a good guy. And after that, it was like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I know. That's just me. I know. Yeah. I'll watch it when it comes out. I'm curious to see how big Chris can actually get. He's going to have to beef right up. Yeah, he said he's going to be double the size of Thor. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. But I still... I think he could do it. I think he could, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who else you would get to play Hulk Hogan with any kind of acting ability. Oh, the dude that uh, played in the uh, new uh, Rocky movie. the Oh, the Russian dude. Yeah. Yeah. God, oh, I, yeah. Uh, big Nasty. Yeah. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. He's there pretty hot. 
And that's all I got. In other words, thanks for joining the wrestling podcast. Padded Room Wrestling Association. All right, buddy, what do you got? Tough guy. All right, so if you remember a long time ago, what was supposed to open this last weekend was actually Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. But that got postponed due to everything going on. So guess what else opened? What? The original Ghostbusters. Okay, that opened in 1984. Well, you know, they oh. re-brought it out. All right, then. Yeah. And okay. it apparently did 36 years. Okay. So it was the first time since 36 years, and they made a crap ton of money, uh, over $656,000. Wait a minute. Are theaters open? No. Okay, so what? No, drive-ins are. I don't not move, walk in theaters okay. as far as I know. I didn't know. think they were open, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and also, the other movies that topped in July 4th and 5th, Jumanji, The Next Level, Relic, Jurassic Park, and Jaws. Relic looks good. I want to see that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I want to see that yeah. too. Um, but as far as Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, just so everybody knows, it's coming out March 5th next year. Maybe. Oh. If we haven't killed each other <laughs> by then, completely yeah. by then, which <laughs> is a very real possibility. Yeah. Uh, this year's Halloween treats from Lego... Include a haunted hayride. Nice. Come <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of stoked for that. And uh, see, we have also a pumpkin and bat duo. It's a 131-piece set. Um, the Halloween hayride is a 148-set. So look forward to that. They look kind of cool. I mean, you know, if you want to get your kids interested in, you know, little haunted stuff for Legos. Very cool. Yeah, That's into cool. That. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> see, NECA celebrates summer with a unique new Olympics-themed Gremlins action figure. Oh. Hold on, hold on. An Olympics-themed Gremlins action figure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> set for July 23rd, the unique new figure is going to be available in Walmart stores, and it depicts Stripe in swim trunks holding the iconic Olympic torch. Uh, seven inches. <laughs> this this seven inch figure will also be available online through uh, the the NECA store dot com on July twenty third. In addition to the Olympic torch, Summer Games Gremlin also comes with flippers and a snorkeling mask. The figure, otherwise, is a previously released Ultimate Stripe toy. Who is buying these things? <laughs> who is who is supporting the Olympics themed? Are those shorts removable? Because I would, re- I would. Well, I'm just saying, I would remove all of that crap and yeah, just shocking. have. Shocking. No, I mean, yeah. I would just have the. Just have the gremlin. Yeah, yeah, just have the little doll or statue. Monica's like, I'm gonna find a way to have sex with this thing. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I'm gonna strip the sucker. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got. What do you got? <laughs> Oh my God! Do we do we have any actual horror news like that's not wrestling? I don't think there's anything <laughs> happening right now. Okay then, uh, have we all seen a movie called Village of the Damned? Oh, yes, yeah. two, two iterations of it: the original and then the John Carpenter remake. Is now getting a television adaptation. Why? I don't know. I mean, it might be all right. Might it's for some British channel that probably oh. nobody's ever going to watch, and it hasn't even been picked up yet. It's just been uh, a pilot. Okay. A pilot has been greenlit for Village of the Damned TV show. So this one was with the little blonde children. Yes, with the blue eyes. eyes. So yes. we can piss more people off it's, out there if this is a TV show. It's British, so they can do whatever they want. They don't have to worry about representing any, you know, nationalities or anything. Uh, Darkest Dungeon is a video game. Anybody familiar with that? 
It's mm. getting a board game adaptation, which is kind of mm. cool. I've never played it myself, but it's on Kickstarter right now. It looks kind of huh. dope. Uh, speaking of John Carpenter, he's got two new songs available that you can listen to right now for free. One of them is called Skeleton. The other one is Unclean Spirit. Oh. Very cool. They're very, they're, they're John Carpenter songs. They're uh-huh. very syntho heavy, but they've got that kind of oh, cool. 80s horror beat to Have them. you listened to them? I have. They're very oh. cool. Um, nice. You know, it's something you would you would expect to see during the opening credits of some nice. fucking thing, which is pretty cool. Some movie's gonna pick it up. Um, I don't I don't know that he's selling them, selling the rights to them, because he's been putting out CDs oh. or albums, I should say, on uh, iTunes and for download and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he might just release it himself. Looks like Netflix has announced an animated series, Dead India. Okay. Which is supposed to be a horror comedy adaptation of graphic novels. Hmm. So, I don't know, man. I noticed a lot of that going around. Have you guys noticed that? Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of kids' cartoons with like horror Lovecraftian themes lately. Uh, What's that? My kids just picked one up on Amazon. It's about this weird small town in Oregon where a bunch of weird shit happens. Mm. But like with like... Love well. There's like a Suthoth and stuff that pops up. Huh. Uh, what the fuck is it called? I have no idea. Hmm. I'll, run, I'll, run, I'll look it up during the break. Speaking of weird TV shows, are you guys ready for a Fallout TV series? No way. Based on the video game, mm-hmm. could be dope, right? Could be. I mean, I never really got into the video game. Be honest with you. Me either. I tried, but there is a lot of reading involved, and I read at a third grade third grade level, mm-hmm. there, buddy. So. I just want to button mash. I don't want to get all involved in a story. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't have my emotions toyed with by a fucking video game. I wonder if there'll be a narrator like through this thing. Well, I'm, you know. Skipping through the time. Yeah. Oh. Uh, looks like a Fallout TV series is set for Amazon from the creators of Westfor- Westworld. Oh, wow. Did you guys ever watch Westworld? No. That is a good fucking show. Mm-hmm. I like that show. Okay. And it begs the moral conundrum of what exactly you would do to a, robot? a very lifelike robot to which you could basically do anything and get away with. Hmm. Or more to the point, what would you have the robot do to you? Well, I know what I would do. I know exactly what I would do. <laughs> First off, I'm going to need to build my own custom robot because I've got some plans and schematics. <laughs> and how many vaginas can we put on this thing? <laughs> Things of that nature. All right, you maniacs. That's all we got on the horror news. Let's jump right into some listener mail, shall we? Oh, yeah. Yes, listener mail. Listener mail. Hey, we got emails and voicemails, and uh, I I believe a smoke signal came in a minute ago, and a uh, passenger pigeon, or were those passenger pigeons? No, messenger pigeons. Messenger pigeons. That would come in in during World War II. Or messenger crows. That's what you want, is a messenger crow. Yeah. Because crows are badass. Yeah. I'll take a crow any day of the week. Pigeons. What the fuck is a pigeon going to do? It's going to shit on your shit car. On, yeah. Pretty much. What's it going to write write a message in its own poop? Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> pigeon. Feathers all over the place. Yeah. Harass you and your kids for breadcrumbs. Get the fuck out of here. 
That was a stunning pigeon impersonation. <laughs> Let's start it off in Houston, Texas. Here comes our main man, Lance. Hey, Lance. From Hi, Lance. the Horror Returns podcast. Subject line, hey, yo, second week in a row. Hey, guys, what do you know? I'm chiming in again. I can All guarantee right. you the seltzer can get you trashed because you think you're drinking sparkling water until it's too late. I could see that. Yeah, I, I could see that. No, you don't think so, Monica? I've had like three in a row yeah. and they've done nothing. Uh, Buddy and I had one during last week's show. Mm. We were fine. Yeah. I mean, we had gay sex after the show, as one does after drinking. The problem with that stuff is... It's, it's, I don't think it's a problem. No, no, no. I mean... <laughs> You're the, the one with a problem, Buddy, and I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, you, <just> <laughs> you You get full from the carbonation. That's, yeah, exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. It bloats the fucking piss out of mm-hmm. me, and then I look like a disgusting blob burping and farting in the corner all yeah, night. Yeah, so you sh- if you're going to have a can, you might as well add like a couple shots Dude, in there and I, then drink it. I say just do shots. Mm-hmm. Skip the middle, man. You d- it's less calories, especially if you're drinking like a clear alcohol. Yeah. And uh, your friends aren't going to make fun of you for having a hard seltzer. <laughs> That's right. what I say. <laughs> All right. Uh, drinking sparkly water is not too late. I'll take the blob who could easily absorb George. Yeah. I think this one's going to be a uh, blowout. And is Darian Lord of Illusions? No, I am not, Lance. But uh, thanks anyway. Take care, Lance from Texas. Thanks, Lance. Bye, Lance. Monica, who do you think would win in a fight between the blob and George from Rampage? The big white ape. That knows sign language and hangs with the rock sometimes. Oh, I'm taking the blob. Of course you are. As as one would as one with a horror education would do. Now I'm sure there's gonna be a contrarian in here that has to vote for George. There's nothing he can do. Uh I mean I know they're intelligent and unless he knows how to work a freezer and freezing the blob. I mean yeah, I don't know. I don't see that happening. He's a big dumb I mean he's a he's an ape, you know? And he's a giant ape. What is he going to do? Break out a, like a case of fire extinguishers? No, forget it. I don't know. I don't see how that pans out. Let's get over to Tokyo, Japan. Here comes Lonely Bob. Hey. Subject line, Juon Series. Hey, Padded Room crew. May the fourth be with you. Mm-hmm. This weekend, the Juon Series was released on Netflix. I've watched the first couple of episodes so far, and the plot is twisted. No wonder the ghosts are pissed off and want revenge on others. And this version's storytelling is a lot easier to follow in this rendition. Definitely give it a watch. Kevin, at Lonely Bob. I'm going to get on that, Kev. That's going to be my assignment for the week. Any of you guys check out the Juwan series on Netflix? I didn't even Mm -hmm. know it was on there. It's on there now, dude. Really? Yeah. Do we have to read or is it... I believe... I don't know. I don't want to read. Okay. I know. (laughs) Like I said, I'm at a third grade level myself. So there's a lot of pausing and... A lot of dragging my finger along the bottom of the screen. <laughs> oh, it must be that Juon Origins. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Six episodes. Oh, I guess I can handle that. 30 six. minutes. Oh, 30 minutes I could handle I'm in. that. I could do that. Uh, let's get over to Sydney, Australia. Here comes Team. Hi, Team. From Hi, our team. Uh, sister podcast, Horror for Dummies. <clears throat> Subject line, wowie wow. Wow, wow. Howdy, fellas and ladies. Hope we are all well and happy this week. Just want to give my vote for the Terra Dome this week. The blob is going all the way. Yep. It's looking like a blowout there, kiddos. Uh, much love to you all, Tim. Bye. Thanks, Tim. Right on, Tim. Tim, how far do you live from the outback? I'm curious. 
Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> I think if Tim were here, he would probably choke you for that comment. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I'm going to interfere. I'm going to let him choke you. Uh, I don't know. He's in Sydney, which is like... I should of, just look at the map. Well, that, from what I understand, the Outback is like the western side of Australia. The cat's head. The dog's head is on the eastern side, and it's like he's like right on the bridge of the nose. So I want to know if he's ever been there. I have no idea. I have no you idea. You would think if you live there and you watch Wolf Creek, you would go you there. Go? Are you Heck in, yeah. Check it out. I mean, yeah. What, yeah. Field trip. Yeah. Yeah. We would like to go there. I would like to go there. Mm-hmm. I would like to just not be here is the main thing. <laughs> Anywhere but here sounds good to me. Uh, we got a couple voicemails here. All right. Spider monkeys. What do you think of that? Let's start it off. In beautiful Southern California with our newly released medical patient, fresh out of the ICU, minus Ooh. one appendix, it's Monica's pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Patty Room, how's my favorite degenerates this week? So far, so good. Hey, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all there. We're mm-hmm. here. Uh, Miss Monica, hope you made it back and uh, everything worked out. Uh, anyway, let me just get into this real quick. Um, you know, you got uh, the uh, the Terror Dome there. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a pretty obvious one. I think this is probably... Uh, He's probably the favorite to win too with the blob. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh I think the blob is gonna just uh take over I believe it was George from the Rampage yeah. Flicks. Which I, I saw that Rampage Fricks by uh Uwe Bold. I don't remember no giant fucking ape in there, but I'll take your word on it. Okay. He uh, saw the movie. Oh, yeah. All right. On the uh uh the educating <laughs> uh, I guess it'd be educating Gary in this okay. time, but Fuck me. Are you the bordello of blood from Tales that and Crypt? shit! That'd be... That'd you be got me! fucked up if you were. I'd be something else. <laughs> wow, you got ya. Uh, you you got, got me! The other listeners there, and, um... I... Like, the new horror flicks kind of seem to have this, uh... Kind of like a focus of more of like a psychological horror, and kind of... That just kind of seems to be like the, uh the vein that they're interested in right now. Kind mm-hmm. of how horror sometimes goes through its its tropes and whatnot, yeah. and right now it's about uh, slashers, or it's about ghost stories. So, my favorite uh, subgenre is slashers, and I was wondering if uh, yourselves or anyone could point out some uh, recent, you know, fun slasher flicks. Um, you know, uh, hit me up on the... Uh, well, hit me up here, I guess, or on Facebook, I guess, whichever. Um, but, uh, yeah, give me, give me a call. Let me know. Uh, I'm looking for some new slashers, you know? Anyway, uh, you know, that's about all I got. Um, I'm actually working on something that, uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to get back to you Ooh. about, uh, next week. Uh, a little kind of challenge, if you will. Oh, uh, boy. For the fans and all. Uh, anyway. Oh, oh wow. damn. Sorry, not the Rona, not the Rona. Are you oh, sure? <laughs> As always, love you like family. Bye now. Love Bye-bye. you too, Tom Hardy. Thank you for calling in, sir. I can't yeah. think of any like recent slashers per se. 
Mm-mm. Right? It de- mm. Well, it depends on what exactly you qualify as slash. What was that one called that came out not long ago? 84? Oh, uh, Summer of 84? Yeah. That was kind of slashery. Yeah, that was... That was- that was pretty good. More of a throwback. But I mean, mm. if you're looking for a standard slasher formula, which involves dude in a mask, bumping off the teenagers one by one, high on the suspense, low on the storytelling, those have kind of, I feel like in recent years, those have kind of gone by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Because now everybody needs like some kind of political, yeah, you know, political messaging involved, things like that. Um, if you want a decent movie that has what I feel to be slasher pacing, uh, minus a lot of the suspense, check out Don't Breathe. I think that is very slasher-esque without the fucking, you know, the nonsense in the guy with the mask. You, they, they lay it all out for you right there in the beginning. Here's our killer. Uh, they, he's actually, well, I mean, I guess he is the villain, but the kids broke into his house. So... Right. I mean, from there it goes into Slasher Town because he's, you know, blind and he's trying to figure out who's in his house and f- gets his hands on one of them, make, makes him blow his own brains out. Mm-hmm. So it, to me, it, it felt like a slasher just in its pacing and its suspense and the kids trying to tiptoe around him and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can't mm-hmm. think of any. You guys think of any? No. You know, there's a decent one that came out. It was It's low budget as shit, but it's... Um, I think it came out about 2006. It's called Blood Widow. Um, mm. It's a slasher. The The villain is actually a female in like, a, a, from what I gather, a pretty hot one too. In like this weird bondage getup, uh, chasing some kids around a mine, which I thought was an interesting spin. You know, okay. I, it's a hot, it's a slasher chick, buddy. Yeah. Think about that. That's what, that's that's something new, right? Mm-hmm. I'm into that. And a hot one, I think. It's kind of hard to make out her body in that <clears throat> S&M situation. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's something to think about. You guys think anything off the top of your head? Recent no. slashers? No. I'm so disillusioned by movies right now. That... Wow. <laughs> have we ruined movies for you? <laughs> I No, the people making the movies have ruined it I know, it but we keep, <laughs> we keep forcing you to watch them is the problem. <laughs> yeah. It's... I I tell you when I'm at home I'll like start five different movies and end up stopping them ten I minutes wish, into it. I wish I could have stopped this movie that we're about to get into because <laughs> it was a struggle to get through. But we'll we'll get to that in a second. After we get down to funky old Alabama, Alabama with the American Horror Story of people that call into the podcast. It's Alan. Gotcha. Bad room. What's up? It's the um. Hello, like Premier people calling your podcast. Oh, Hope everybody's oh. doing good. Um, Tergo, give me the blob because it's just absorbing. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Hmm. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Bye. Alan. See, even he didn't sound too enthused. I know, right? Is every are we just done? Can we just be done? You wanna just quit this quit doing this? This is a shitty summer. It had the whole yeah. fucking shit. It's yeah. not, I mean horror movie there are no decent horror movies. Yeah, exactly. Twenty twenty. Fucking people are dragging each other out of their cars and yeah. beating them in the street. You want a horror movie, go down to yes. the yeah, city streets. We should, now. Just, we, we should just grab a can grab our phones and head down there. We should just go to Chicago go and film one we, there we won't make it back we will not make it we're white so yeah i definitely we're not won't. coming back <laughs> uh 
Oh, shit. <laughs> Where white lives don't matter as much. No, <laughs> they do not. If at all. <laughs> all right. You guys got anything for Alan, Tim, Tom Hardy, Lance, or Lonely Bob? Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Hey, for thank you, right guys. Thanks for voting. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a blowout. Everybody, I knew this one was going to be a blowout as soon as we picked it. You guys ready to get into this motherfucking movie? Yeah. Let's get it over with. Let's yeah, let's get it done. <laughs> let's just fucking knock it out. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you actually did it. You know, it is eerie conspiring with the Undertaker's daughter. So then what made you decide? Well, remember the guy I was telling you about, Benji? Now you brought this on yourself, so I'm going to need my money today. This is my nephew, Thomas. A few neighbors reported some strange activity at the cemetery last night. Probably just some kids messing around. Who's this? This is my wife. What happened? Cancer. A year ago. Feels like someone's messing with me. What if someone knows? Just when I convince myself that I imagine that something else happens. These two worlds over there. It's no accident. You read those files, but now your mind is filling it in. I took from them. Now they followed me here. Look around you. He's getting closer. There's no one here. <laughs> I always say it's better to light a candle than to sit in the dark. It's sick what you did. Very sorry. I feel I owe everybody an apology, so I'm just going to get it out there right now. Uh, I didn't know what I was picking. I did, if you look at the cover art of this movie, it looks pretty dope, right? If you look at the thumbnail, a little box. Yeah. There's like a, a guy, and he's being pulled apart by a bunch of zombie hands looking mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. That lo- sounds, looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks appealing. I don't think your mic's on. Ah. <sighs> Buddy, buddy, buddy. Buddy. I kept trying, but it wasn't turning on. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you read the synopsis. It's like this dude uh, stealing stuff from a grave robber, more or mm-hmm. less. And you're like, oh, that sounds pretty dope. Yeah. And then you watch the movie and you go, oh, it's not so dope. fucking shit. All right. We are talking about The Bone Box from 2020. Yeah. Written and directed by Luke uh, Genter, Gent- Gentle. Uh, stars Aaron Schwartz, Michelle Kruziek, and David Chokachi. Chokachi. This movie has not been rated. It is an independent film. Um, <clears throat> I have quite a few bones to pick with this this film, this Nuh-uh. movie. No, I do. No, really, I do. I'm not. I'm not mad at it, but I don't like it. 
<laughs> so I'm not like furious. I'm never going to watch it again. I can tell no, you that right now. Um, so we start off, and I'm going to, okay, I'm going to do my best not to pick this movie apart. But there are some things that stand out to me that are um, silly, cheap. I would say silly is a good thing, uh, is a good word. Um, right off the bat, silly. Just fucking don't don't make sense, don't really fit into the story, but we'll get into all that, all right? Okay. So we start off in a cemetery, uh, which is pretty cool. In the middle of the night, we got a dude running around uh, with a shovel and a lantern. Yeah. Now, this movie is made in 2020, presumably takes place in 2020. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is he doing with a lantern? Uh, he's not going camping, right? No and this, phone service. This is supposed to. This is supposed to be. He like he's sneaking about in mm-hmm. the cemetery. Uh, like you know, cars drive by. He crouches down. Uh, another car pulls up. He runs behind a tree. He's trying to stay hidden. He's got a lantern, which is throwing light in every direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. hiding you, behind a tree. Do, do you know? <laughs> Yeah, and you would have figured the cop would have seen that. How too. could he not have seen <laughs> it? How could he not have seen it? Oh, this must be the tree of light. Oh, there's <laughs> clearly some kind of a shadowy aura about this tree. <laughs> yeah. What the shit are you doing? <laughs> that was so stupid. What? Okay, it's dumb. That's a. That's not the. Do you like Buddy just said? Do you not have a cell phone? Because a cell phone flashlight is just as operational as your lantern and way more tactical. Yeah. All right. What well, I'm I'm speaking from a military standpoint and doing covert ops and things like that. Don't take a fucking way. Why don't you just bring some pots and pans and bang them together while you're out <laughs> right? there? Or a big old torch. You fucking clown. <laughs> but uh, he almost gets caught. And uh, what the fuck? These cops. I have no idea because they're like six feet apart. Him and the cops. Yeah. He's got his lantern. <laughs> which is a bright fucking light, which is throwing light in every direction. So they may not see him. They will see the light coming from the lantern. And uh, I don't, uh, okay, all right. Well, I mean, this is something that somebody on the production staff should have mentioned. Yeah. Hey, I'd be willing to bet that a mag light would be just as effective and uh, make a lot more sense. Right. And you could just turn it on and off. Turn it on, turn it off, turn it off, (laughs) turn it on, turn it on, turn it off. Oh, car coming, turn it off. No, he's uh, he's doing like weird shoulder rolls and stuff, and uh, car uh, cop car pulls up, uh, is about to bust him, and then they just kind of lose interest, get back in their car and drive away, despite the fact that they are literally three feet apart, separated by one tree. There's no way they didn't see him. It's about no, and no before they're even down the road, he goes peeling out, peeling out around the corner. Mm-hmm. That light would hit their rearview mirror, and they'd be, oh shit, what is that behind us? Right. All right. Uh, again, I don't mean to pick this movie apart, but this is something right off the bat that bothered me. Mm-hmm, me too. Okay. Well, there's that. He uh, he's skulking about the cemetery with his fucking lantern. Uh, now, whatever he did, he apparently already did because now he's on his way out of the cemetery. And this part gets even sillier because we find out that the house that he's staying in is. Uh, about 12 feet from the cemetery. <clears throat> he literally comes around a tombstone, sees a house, goes inside. <laughs> now, at first, I thought he was there to rob the place, yeah, which would have made more sense because mm-hmm. he like opens a door real quiet, goes in, takes his shoe, shoes off, mm-hmm. starts screaming, you know, coming around, what's going on? Uh, he's not there to rob the place. He goes upstairs and kind of relaxes for a minute. Yeah. Uh, find out that his girlfriend... Uh, I guess you call her his girl, female uh, companion, 
mm-hmm. of whatever sort is there, and they have been working on a grave robbery scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, her father is the undertaker, and he's privy to who's been buried where and at what time and what they were buried with. So he's kind of our, our grave robber, guy by the name of Tom, kind of has the inside track on which graves to dig up and what might be in them. And, you know, it's like a whole <clears throat> inside man job. With, who's got the valuables? With, who's got it? Uh, now let's talk for this is where we get to see his big haul because he already robbed the graves mm-hmm. so he's he made he had a pretty good night uh, dug up three graves and made off with some valuables so for for the three graves that he dug up he made up made off with a stopwatch a music box and a knife this is uh, now. <laughs> I'm all for criminal enterprise. You know what I mean? By all means, let's rob a bank or a liquor store or something. But before you you, you put the the plan in place, you got to kind of do like a risk reward ratio mm-hmm. thing, right? So you got to think to yourself, if okay, I get if I get caught, I'm looking at some serious time. But if I don't, I'm going to have sixty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. You got a knife, a music box, and a stopwatch. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna ballpark this this groundbreaking haul at about a hundred bucks at a pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. About if you're lucky, if the guy's feeling generous, he might just tell you to eat his ass. All right, well, whatever. He's pretty proud of this, and he's uh, he's talking it up to his girlfriend. He's like, oh, you know, there's a whole science to this. You gotta like the fresh graves; they're easier to dig up. So you know, those are the ones you want to go after. She's the grave digger. She's the the undertaker's daughter, mm-hmm. so she knows she's in on this, and she has like um, files on these dead guys and what they were buried with. She- Everybody knows you want to dig up a Jewish person's grave. How did we arrive at that without saying like they got the jewelry? I don't think, but Jewish people don't bury themselves with their jewelry. I don't think. I don't know if they do. I'm just saying. Normally, they got the jewels. I would halfway agree. I don't think uh, being a pragmatic. That's not being racist. It's they got the they got jewels. But I don't. I feel like they keep the jewels. You're not keep. You're not taking the jewels with you. I might as well keep Laheim. Well, you never know. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if, like if I were in the grave robbing business, I would look for like a Freemason's <laughs> grave uh, <laughs> site. Something like, you know, like a secret society kind of a, it's like a high-end movie star kind of a thing. I don't, I thought about that for a minute, but someone like Liz Taylor. You don't want to do that. They're not putting her jewels on no, her. And people are going to notice if her grave has been fucked with. <laughs> yeah. You want to find like a Ron Jeremy type. You know, oh, he's, he's got to have a, alarm go up. he's got to have a, yeah, something, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so he's all excited and he's got, he's like, okay, we're going to split it 50, 50. All right. I think you got like five, $6,000 worth of stuff here. No, no, you do not. You got a fucking stopwatch. You got a knife and you got a music box, amigo, maybe a hundred, five, six thousand dollars We're We're on easy street now. Bullshit. All right. So, uh, Eventually, he's you know he, him and his girlfriend have a little chit chat. Then she's getting ready to leave, and we find out that this poor schmuck is actually living with his elderly aunt Matilda, mm-hmm. um, who has some huge teeth, the size of the teeth on this lady. Teeth and her nose, like her whole. <laughs> unfortunately, okay, yeah, but yeah. I mean, the, the the acting in this movie is 
Not good. No. But I feel like if you had to point out a best performance in the movie, it would probably be Aunt Matilda. <laughs> and another problem I have with this, <laughs> what's up with the accents here? I felt like we went from English to Australian to American. I know. To English did you to notice Aust- that? What, what are we doing? Where, where are we? What's going on? I saw her in a different movie and I was like, I could have sworn this woman was like um, an American. She didn't have an English accent. I don't know. I mean, her, her accent was the most uh, believable. But the main guy, Tom, every now and then a little, little bit of Australian would creep in there. You know? Yeah, hit a weird... Almost not, not a slur. But. No, just kind of like he was. He was trying too hard. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I don't think uh, American accent is his his strong way. I think he's from somewhere else. I don't know where, but whatever. Hmm. Well, check it out. All right, check him out. Uh, so we find that she doesn't like the girlfriend. The girlfriend's name is Elodie, and she's the the Undertaker's daughter. Aunt Matilda isn't a huge fan of Elodie, so she's like, "Hey, you got to get out of here, man. We're trying to we're trying to get some sleep here." And then she tries to launch into this conversation with Tom about her uh, late husband, Harry. And this is where we find out that one of the graves he dug up was his uncle, Harry. That's where he got the knife from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, That's a little creepy. I'm all for grave robbing. I'm not going to go to my father's grave. Number one, he wasn't buried with shit. Number two, if he was... Eh, that's a little weird. I don't want to see... Oh, the aunt is actually from South Africa, so okay. that would explain the accent. What about the main guy? His his accent was the most off-putting, or lack thereof, I guess. Mm, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, so that's kind of... that's kind That puts like an extra layer of creepy on it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where things get a little wackadoodle, because Tom finally gets out of this conversation with his aunt, uh, bids his somewhat love interest, Elodie, a good night, and then goes up to bed... And kind of launches into this weird uh, delusional dream cycle, I suppose. And this is where we find out that he has a he had a wife named Claire, who he was very much in love with. Claire died uh, from cancer uh, about a, uh, three years previous to this movie. And uh, he's kind of broken up about that. Mm-hmm. She like visits him in his dreams and they have these uh, dialogues and stuff like that. And that's uh, that's pretty wacky. That's I mean, you know, you can't help but feel for the guy at this point. But at the same time, it's that do- that doesn't that does not excuse grave robbing, sir. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You th- I'm sure you're a nice guy, but you can't be digging up people. Uh, so now we cut to the next morning, and this is where we're going to get a little more backstory on Tom. We're going to find out that Tom has some outstanding debts with a bookie named Benji, yeah. and he is in big trouble with Benji. Uh, he owes Benji about $20,000, which is, it's not that much. You could come up with $20,000. And from my experience with working with bookies, uh, they want you to pay them. They don't want to kill you. They would rather you make payments and pay them off Mm -hmm. versus killing you, in which case they don't get anything. And now, uh, your family's looking for your dead body and stuff like that. So they'll work with you. They're not Mm -hmm. looking to kill somebody. But uh, Tom's all bent because he thinks Benji's looking to kill him because he's late on his payments. He owes him about $20,000. We get some other dialogue referring to him um, via the more of these delusional dead wife flashbacks. I, I think what I extrapolated was that he started gambling to try to pay off his wife's medi- Cancer, med- medical yeah, bills. Medical bills yeah. And apparently he wasn't very good at it, thus the $20,000 debt. Mm-hmm. And we're right back to square one yep. with him. Now he's living with his aunt. So that really sucks. 
at this point, Elodie comes back and she's like, hey, let's go to the pawn shop. Let's pawn that stuff. And he's like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Now's when the other weird shit starts happening. So via Elodie and her weird case file of these dead guys that she drops on the, on the ground, we realize that there was three graves he dug up. Mm-hmm. One of them was his Uncle Harry, which <clears throat> he got the knife from. Mm-hmm. The other one was a bride-to-be, which died uh, just before her wedding and was buried in her wedding dress. That's where he got the music box from. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, – stu- or no, that's where he got the stopwatch from. The music box came from a little boy that was killed in a hit-and-run accident. Okay, that's all very tragic. Do Undertakers really keep, like, files on their dead bodies? You wouldn't think so. Why would you Why need to, would they? Right. Why would they need to reference that at a later point? Top secret. Hey, yeah. I buried that guy in March. I've got the file right here. I could see keeping, like, a billing invoice or something like that. Something like that yeah. But these files she's carrying around have, like, pictures and cause of death and stuff. You'd think that would go to the coroner's office, right? Well, maybe when they're, I don't know, getting them ready for viewing and stuff, you take a picture and then you take a picture of them after your work. I don't know. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Sure. That's better than anything I could come up with. Yeah. So she's all bent. She's like, I got to get these files back to the office. And he's like, hold on. Let me look at them. That's where we find out about the kid, the bride, and the Uncle Harry. Now's when the ghost sightings start happening. Have you guys ever seen a movie called The Grave Dancers? Years ago. It's dumber than shit. It stars mm-hmm. Dominic Purcell. It's about three uh, shitbirds that go dancing on graves. And, of course, they uh, uh, piss off the people that are buried in said graves. And then they come to fuck with them. And it's more or less what we saw here. It just I, They're about the same, really. I mean, Grave Dancers was a little bit cheekier, I guess. This one seems to take itself a lot more seriously. Now... So now the, the ghost stuff is going to start. And we're going to start off with some fun little sightings and stuff like that. Here's problem number two that I have with this movie. If you're going to get into like ghost town, like start with the ghost stuff and the, the spooky hauntings and stuff, it's got to happen at night. You don't make it happen at noon, right. buddy. <laughs> broad daylight. They're broad fucking daylight. This, <laughs> the, rest, oh, the whole rest of this movie takes place between the hours of 9 a.m. and probably... 7 p.m. I'm thinking like 3.30 by the time he actually finally dies. So, uh, you know, the rest is broad daylight. So we, so we start off with uh, a, a knock at the door. Uh, his aunt is upstairs working. We find out that his aunt has like her own little side hustle. Uh, mending wedding dresses or doing freelance alterations or tailoring or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good. Uh, he's going to, like, there's a knock on the door. He goes down there, and there's this bride waiting. She's in her wedding dress. And he's like, oh, you're here to see my aunt? And she just charges right past him and goes upstairs. And she's like, he's like, oh, wait, uh, let me tell her you're here. And then she just goes hauling ass upstairs to aunt's room. Gets up there. Of course, there's nobody there. All right, that's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's like, hey, did you see the, the bride? And Aunt Matilda's like, no. And then he looks over at LED. Did, did you see the bride? I didn't see anybody. Okay, well, that's kind of creepy. I mean, clearly she was a ghost, right? right? I mean, or something. She was like very pale and Mm -hmm. she didn't say anything and she just charged right into the house. That's kind of strange. Mm -hmm. So about this time, Elodie's like, okay, I'm going to take my files and get the fuck out of here. You need to get some more rest or something because you're falling apart, dude. I think you got grave robbers jitters or something because you're freaking out. He's like, no, I'm just tired. I'm just going to get, I'm going to take a nap. It'll be great. 
Uh, but before she leaves, she's like, we need to hide this this valuable stuff. So let's let's find a place around here to hide it. It's a fucking knife, a stopwatch, and a music box. <laughs> All right, you could find that shit at a garage sale. Mm-hmm. You probably get it for less than three dollars. All all three items. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, oh, we gotta hide this stuff, man. We don't want anybody getting in here and running off with it. So they sneak into their uncle Harry's old bedroom. Apparently, Harry and Matilda slept in separate bedrooms because Harry was kind of losing it towards the end, which has access to an attic. Uh, he goes up into the attic to hide the shit, and then he has another one of these dead wife sightings. Where she is now sitting at like a desk and she's going through the bills and shit like that. And she's like, dude, what are my medical bills? And then over here, you owe this bookie a bunch of money. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, God, I love you so much. I miss you so much. She's like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. What, what, what is it with this shit? And he's like, oh, well, I tried to pay off your medical bills. So I started gambling and I don't actually know how to gamble. So I lost a bunch of money. And then uh, I don't know. And then Elodie's like, hey, what are you doing up there? And he's like, oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, here I come. So he hides the box in the attic. Mm -hmm. Comes back down, sees Elodie. They sneak out of the house. This reminds me of my old high school days when I had to sneak my girlfriends in and out of my bedroom so my parents didn't see it so we could have sex. Uh, Tom is not having sex with anybody, Mm -mm. unfortunately. So why not just fucking... Why are you? Why do you keep coming over here, sweetie? <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Why am I going to the trouble of sneaking you past my elderly aunt? I have no idea. All right, so that's that's kind of fun. Now's when dead Uncle Harry starts showing up, and he kind of looks to me a lot like uh, Kane from the Poltergeist, Poltergeist movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now it's, it's something worth noting at this point is that while these ghosts are showing up periodically, none of them seem in any way malicious at all. They just do a lot of uh, walking past him, staring, uh, staring at him. They'll mm-hmm. close the occasional door, open the occasional door. Mm-hmm. One, one comical scene I thought was when the door opens and Harry's standing there, and then without flinching, the door closes again. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that scene with uh, John Lovitz in The Wedding Singer. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. He's going mad, and I am reaping all the rewards. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a kick out of that. All right, so Tom is clearly falling apart, and he's starting to have more and more freakouts. Now is when his cell phone rings, and it's everybody's favorite bookie, Benji. Benji's like, hey, man, you going to pay me or what? And he's like, uh, yeah, uh, I, th- I think I'm, I got some money here. I just got to go to the pawn shop. Uh, I'll come by later, and uh, I'll, I'll come to you. I'm not dodging you, I promise. And Benji's like, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you could, you know, get me some money because, you know, you're kind of not paying me, and I'd really like to get paid. And I don't want to have to beat you down. So let's work on getting that money. What do you say there? Benji, for all intents and purposes, seemed like a pretty reasonable guy for yeah. being a bookie. I'm not a pro. I realize I'm coming across as pro bookie. I don't recommend doing business with him. But uh, as far as bookies go, Benji seemed all right. You know, he's not like uh, he doesn't have a swastika tattooed on his forehead or anything like that. So that's good news. Uh, so Tom, now Tom's freaking out. Oh, okay. I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go sell this stuff. Matilda, his aunt is just in the next room and overhears the whole shit. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Hey man, what's, uh, what's, what's up with you? What's that all about you doing there? And he's like, Oh, uh, nothing. I got it. I got it under control. And she's like, do you need money, man? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And she's like, all right, how much? Uh, about 20,000. She's like, all right, I'll stop by the bank on the way home. No big deal. He's like, oh, what? Okay, perfect. Yeah, 
Thank you so much. Awesome. Saved. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, the movie's over. Right? <laughs> yeah. So here comes Benji again. This time he actually shows up on Tom's door. Uh, puts a little bit of a beating on him there in his living room. And he's like, dude, 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 dude. Stop kicking the shit out of me. Everything's cool. Uh, my aunt is going to get me the money. She's going to do a fucking wedding thing. She's going to stop by the bank on the way home. You're paid in full after that. He's like, all right, I want my money today. I'm going to beat you down again. And uh, that's that. That's all there is to it. So Tom's like, okay, okay. Just She's on her way home. Any minute now, she'll have $20,000. Call you, pay you. You and me are done. Perfect. Benji leaves. Tom got his ass kicked. He's like got a bloody nose and stuff. Here comes Elodie again. Uh, Elodie's like, okay, I'm here. Let's uh, let's get that shit to the pawn shop now that your aunt's out of the house. So now is when the ghosts come out like in full force. Uh, by that I mean they turn on the TV. Uh, little kid shows up. He d- does like a uh, up and down the stairs on him. Pretty pretty creepy stuff, I guess. Now, the, the, but the, none of this is really all that scary because it's in, daylight. it's in broad fucking daylight. <laughs> yeah. All right, and half of this happens in front of Elodie, who's like, "Hey, man, I don't see. I don't know what you're talking about. Get a grip." So clearly, he's the only one seeing the ghost, mm-hmm. which means the problem isn't the ghost. The problem is you, sir. You're having some kind of a weird PTSD gravedigger flashback situation, and you need to just calm the hell down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't want to do that, though. He's like, oh, yeah, it's right there. It's right there. And then Harry shows up and, like, smiles at him. And then, uh, you know, it's the, 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 he goes upstairs to, like, this weird hallway where all the ghosts are in the different bedrooms, and they're all opening and closing the doors, and he's spinning around, going, oh, leave me alone, leave me alone, blah, 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 blah. So that's all uh, pretty stupid, actually. But here comes another knock on the door, and this time it's the cops. And they're like, hey, man, I got some bad news, and I got some bad news. What do you want to hear first? (laughs) All right, give me the bad news. Uh, Your Aunt Matilda just got killed in a horrible car accident, some kind of a truck jackknife, and she ran into him and killed killed her instantly. Good news, though, uh, no pain, and she's dead. And he's like, oh, shit shit, what am I going to do now? I'm not going to get my money. I can't pay Benji. He really is going to kill me or at least beat me up again. I don't want either one of that. Mm-hmm. So he's having an, another genuine freak out. Now the ghosts are showing up. This time Matilda, in true ghost form, shows up at the front door. Yeah, she was the scariest one of them all. Uh, yeah, she didn't do anything. <laughs> she just stood there with her cane and looking very judgmental at him. <laughs> ah. Uh He's freaking out. He runs upstairs again. Elodie's right behind him. Uh, he's like, okay, you guys leave me alone. Leave me alone. Elodie runs runs into a different room, and then he hears her scream. So he's like, oh, God, they got her. Runs in there, and Benji is in there with Elodie. Dun, dun, dun. What, how did Benji get into the house and upstairs? I have no idea, without anybody seeing him. Climbing uh, through the window. Sure. <laughs> Fucking <he was laughs> hoping to scope some boobies is probably what was really happening. Uh, Benji's got her at gunpoint and he's like, Hey man, I told you that if you, you gotta give me some money or shit's going to get ugly. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. I got, I have some money, but my aunt was supposed to be here in a car accident and a bunch of shit. And he's like, all right, well, give me what you got. And he just hands him the box of useless crap. Yeah. And he's like, he's all excited about it. You're going to really like, yeah, this. you're going to, it's worth a lot of money. He opens it up and he's like, this is garage sale horse shit. <laughs> this is nothing, man. Get the fuck out of here. So he starts putting a beating on, um, uh, Tom again. Tom like crawls out of the room. Uh, now the ghosts are like walking behind Bendy, Benji, Bendy. 
Benji and like scaring Tom as Benji's kicking the shit out of him. Uh, he manages to crawl his way downstairs where the tussle continues and uh, Tom grabs a knife and stabs Benji in the neck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we're good here, boys and girls. And I don't particularly see a problem. Do you? Mm-mm. I mean, killed Benji. That sucks. Benji was a, a low-level criminal. But, I mean, there's evidence of a struggle all over. Tom clearly has had the shit kicked out of him. Uh, by all means, call the cops. This maniac broke into my house. Uh, Elodie saw him. She He was assaulting me. Mm-hmm. So... If he's dead, you don't have to pay him. I think we can walk away uh, and call this uh, a day, right? Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, the cops show up again because Elodie upstairs had a freak out and called him right after Benji pulled the gun. And uh, here they are. And they come in and they're like, what's going on? Tom's got a knife because he just stabbed Benji in the neck. Hey, what's going on in here? Tom's like now wielding the knife at the cops. Dude, just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Dude, you're done. You're done. You're a couple hours away from walking away from this whole shit. Scot free, mm-hmm. debt free, start all over. Yep. You're gonna, you can live your life in. Please stop gambling. But other than that, you can, you can be okay. Uh, instead, he starts threatening the cops with a knife. Leave me alone! Leave me alone! Blah. So they chase him upstairs. He goes back into that weird multi-room hallway situation where all the ghosts have encircled him in the various bedrooms. He's just spinning around, three sixty like, making himself dizzy. Uh, eventually falls, uh, on like a a bottle, I think smashes the bottle open and he's like wielding the, the thing. And then he falls down like over the banister and basically stabs himself in the gut with the broken bottle, uh, bone tomahawk style, and then bleeds out there on the floor. Uh, all the ghosts come down and they're like, shouldn't have been uh, robin graves there tommy mm-hmm. and he's like oh is my wife anywhere here in the-? and then here comes his wife down and she like you know hey you ready to die now and he's like oh i think so and then he dies and then the cops just kind of do like a man and walk out and melody does like a Ugh. and then she walks out and then all the ghosts including tom's ghost is now standing in the hallway and then we get a neat little tour of the house where uh, the bride is in this room, and the kid is in that room, and Harry and Matilda are in that room. And then in a t- particularly touching attempt at a touching moment, we see Tom and his dead wife, Claire, holding hands on the stairway. And that's pretty much the end of your movie there. Tough guys. Amen. Oh, oh boy. God damn it. It was a struggle <clears throat> to get through this one, man. It, uh, it, 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 it's, not, it's not scary. No. It's not... Uh, suspenseful i don't think um a lot of this didn't make any fucking sense the ghost action wasn't that scary because number one they weren't malicious at all and it was broad daylight it was broad daylight and here's here, <laughs> here's something else that i noticed tell me if you guys noticed this in one scene uh tom like tries to hide in a room all the ghosts are in there so they start doing the michael jackson thriller move where they're all closing in on him and they've all got like their hands out like i'm gonna get you mm-hmm. whoever the, the little kid ghost was doing like tickle hands on him did you see that oh, he was that. like with the tickle hands is there anything less scary than a kid doing tickle hands at you? No. I say no, there is not. I'm going to tickle you today. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. Get out of here, you fucker. I don't care if you're dead or not. You're too goddamn cute. I can't be scared of you. 
That is uh, Bone Box. It came in at 4.5 stars, which is a bit high. Mm-hmm. Uh, problems I have with this movie. Number one, broad daylight. Number two, acting not very good. Uh, from Tom in particular. He was pretty much flatlined the entire movie, even during like the big fright scenes and the big scare scenes. He just kind of kept this... Oh, I just need to get some rest. Oh, can you just leave me alone? Did you see that guy? Oh, you know, I don't, I, I, I assume he's not like a, a trained actor. I assume he's like some, yeah, probably not. somebody that's a friend of somebody and, you know, was somebody's doing him a favor or he's doing somebody else a favor by being in this movie. That's fine. I get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are horror films. We don't expect like Oscar level performances, right. but this one was particularly bad. I felt, um, Number three, ghosts weren't that scary at all, really. I mean, the bride, all she did was like walk from room to room in a very, you know, matter of fact fashion. The kid just kind of like poked his head around corners periodically. And Harry seemed very happy to be there. He was like smiling and, you know, hey, how are you? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a used car salesman when you walk, oh, how are you? Good to see you. You know, I, I do you like my stuff that you got from the grave? Yeah. Oh, let me story about that knife. Actually, let me yeah. tell you about that. It didn't. It there was there was nothing outwardly frightening about these ghosts. No. Uh, there's nothing all that intense about this movie. I would have liked it a lot more if we could have just kept it like in the uh, psychological era of like Tom's falling apart and he's the stress is getting into him and. He's seeing things that aren't there and things like that. But we took it into full-on ghost town instead. I felt like that was a big mistake in the writing process or possibly the directing process since apparently we didn't want to spend any money on uh, like lighting or anything like that. Right. Instead, just shooting the whole fucking thing in one afternoon. That's just my opinion. What did you guys think of Bone Box? Monica's giving me dirty looks. Oh, you didn't like? No, I hate. I hated this movie. But you know which part I kept picking apart, and I was yelling at the TV Mm. was when he gets in the shower. Right? He's dirty. He gets in the shower for like one second, and then he got out. And I was like, "Who just gets out of the shower?" And then he goes to his room and he puts on clean clothes as if he's clean. Yeah. Yeah. I was screaming the whole time. Yeah, I mean... That's just my little pet peeve. That part didn't bother me as much. <laughs> that wasn't a proper shower. <laughs> you can't get you didn't really, you didn't really was, wash yourself in the... I know! You're going to use soap, so you dirty mad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's some, it's little things like that, though. And mm. I mean, we, we're not here to pick these movies apart. And the lamp scene at the beginning. The, the lamp, that part bothered me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not like a ninja assassin or anything, but that's 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 obvious, you know. Mm-hmm. That you're you're like Buddy said, you're basically walking around with a giant neon sign, yeah. in a dark cemetery, mm-hmm. which, by the way, you live about twelve feet from. If you live that close, you shouldn't even need a light. You should know exactly where you're going. Yeah, hey, this is my backyard. If you right? Yeah. You know, I, so I went out there during the day. I got to dig that one up and that one and then that one. I'm visiting Uncle Harry. Yeah, with a shovel and a bag. <laughs> yeah. Nobody watch this movie. I say you do not need to watch this one. Uh, I believe Tony wants to fight me. And <laughs> rightfully so. Rightfully so. This is a bad one. I picked this one based solely on the, the box art. Because the box art looks dope. 
It's it's like a guy getting pulled apart by ghost hands, and that part. Yeah, it had nothing to do with no, the movie. Not really, not yeah. really at all. Really, it should should have been like a guy shaking hands with ghost hands. Yeah, or high fiving ghost hands, or with hands. a box of tissue, boy with the tickle hands, or with tickle hands. Yeah, yeah <laughs> ghosty tickle hands coming at you. Like that makes any fucking sense. This is a bad one, guys. I'm gonna say you skip it. If you don't believe me, you can check it out on either Shutter or Tubi TV, or. Uh, Find it on a pirate ship. Don't pay for this one, okay? Mm-hmm. If you get uh, some kind of a debit gate for this, do not do not do it. Uh, hit me up on Facebook Messenger. I'll either email it to you or you can find. I can point you somewhere where you can find it for free. In the meantime, let us take a little break, amigos. Lucifer. 
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, we're back. Dude, if I ever get into some kind of a financial situation to where I feel like my only option is grave robbing, I mean, I'll get a second job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if I actually do decide to go through with the grave robbing, I don't know what I'm expecting to find. You know, I would imagine that if somebody is going to be buried with something valuable, the grave digger is going to be the one to, to walk away with it. Right. You know? They're not gonna. They're not gonna bury you with your fucking diamond ring, mm-hmm. or your gold fillings, or your pacemaker, or whatever. I don't fucking know. <laughs> whatever somebody might get be buried with, it's worth a, a couple of dollars. I'm not gonna. That again. That we're, we got to weigh risk and reward here, yeah. right? And that's why maybe like early eighteen, back when you could sell the body. Now you're talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You sell them to like medical students and stuff for dissection. Yep. Okay, well that's now now that's a cash crop. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got you know you're going to get something out of the deal. Yeah. Unfortunately, you dig up a poor guy who's buried with uh, you know, just his shoes on. Dude, you just spent 3-4 hours of backbreaking labor intensive digging mm-hmm. uh, for a pair of shoes for nothing. <laughs> for nothing at all. And now you got to fill the hole again or somebody's going to know you were out there. Fuck that, dude. No. Nope. Nope. Not doing it. That's why you got to have a team. <laughs> but then you got to split everything. Right. How are you going to split a pair of dusty old shoes four ways, buddy? <laughs> Forget it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. No. You move to Nevada into a little town and you cause chaos at one end of town and you wait for the old lady that just hit the jackpot to knock her off <laughs> and take her money. That is an oddly specific plan, Monica. (laughs) I've thought about it many times. I feel like somewhere at your house, there's a map of this old town with like... (laughs) And this old lady. Hey, you know what? Right now, in Carson City, with the protesters and all the cops being down Main Street, right now is a good time to rob people that just won jackpots. (laughs) I was in, I'm not saying that I'm doing that. Of course not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I was in Carson like three hours ago. I didn't see a single protest. Oh, no, it happens on Saturdays oh, yeah? in front of the Capitol. Uh-huh. Like every Saturday? Every Saturday it's oh, been going that. on. I'm not Jeez. going down there. I got better things to do. All right. Uh, you guys ready to get into the Terra Dome? Yeah, let's yep. do it. Let's get it on. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotion. Face. 
Welcome to the Terradome. First, let's talk about last week's winners, shall we? Mm-hmm. With a vote of 11 to 0, out of the red corner, the blob is victorious over George. All Yay. right. That was a landslide. I knew that was going to be a landslide. I think the blob might run away with the whole goddamn thing this year. I kids. was thinking that too, sitting here. I was like, nobody could beat him. I got it. There's a few guys that might have a chance against mm-hmm. him. And it has to do with environment. But we'll get to that in a second. First, let's take a look at this week's matchup. We are in the Asylum Conference Round 1, fighting out of the red corner. At a height that is unknown, a weight that is unknown, and a wingspan that is also unknown, he is of the Great Old Ones. His powers include flight, amphibiousness, human followers, Strength and durability, he is the lord of the deep. Cthulhu, buddy! (laughs) Cthulhu is in the house. Fighting out of the blue corner, weighing it at 40,000 metric tons at a height of 160 feet. He is a robot. (laughs) A full-on robot. (laughs) He is built from space titanium, has finger missiles, eye lasers, and a force field. He is Mecha Godzilla. Whoa. Monica, who do you think wins this fight, baby doll? Uh, well, I am not going to put up for an imitation of Godzilla. Okay. So we are not voting for him. Okay, that's one for Cthulhu. God. Buddy, how say you? I'm going to have to go with Cthulhu on this one. My man. I am also taking Cthulhu on this. Uh, it's quite simple, really. Cthulhu comes out of the water. He can fly. He can easily pick up Mecha Godzilla and throw him in the water. Uh, there are a couple of different renditions of Mecha Godzilla. One of them actually has a pilot driving Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> Another one has like an off-site command section that kind of like remote control drives Mecha Godzilla. Another one has him as like this AI thing. Either way, I don't think he's ever had to face anything in the water before. Right. He always waits on land and then whatever comes out of the water and fights him on land. I think Cthulhu has an advantage here Mm -hmm. for being amphibious. I am taking Cthulhu as well. That is your Terradome matchup for the week, inmates. It is Cthulhu versus Mechagodzilla. Get us your votes by next week if you have time. The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Or get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you're pondering that kaiju matchup, we are going to take a minute and tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called, What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Oh, I got a few movies in this week. For the Insomnia show, I covered The Bloody Brood from 1959. Have you heard of this one? Hmm. No? Mm-hmm. A uh, 25-year-old Peter Falk. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 1959 is like a, uh, a crew of beatniks. Remember those guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what... what Did they just evolve into hippies once Vietnam started? What happened with those guys? <laughs> I felt like they never really gathered any steam or momentum. They just kind of fizzled. Fizzled, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's like a gang of beatniks, and mm-hmm. they, they be basically become thrill killers. Oh. And uh, there's like drugs involved and things like that. Wow. But it's something, something to watch. 
Uh, Don't Open Your Eyes from 2018. You guys hmm. seen this one? Mm-hmm. No. This one's pretty dope. It's pretty low budget. Uh, basically, a hospice nurse goes to take care of an old dying lady um, at this very picturesque lakefront house. And uh, as he, you know, she's more and more catatonic and spewing off all this weird racist stuff. And as the, the story goes on, like he starts realizing that the lady he's taking care of is actually a witch. Whoa. And she has like all these uh, burial things that have to take place once she dies. Because if it doesn't take place, then something's going to be let loose. Wow. So it takes a very supernatural. It's very atmospheric. It's low budget, but I thought it was a pretty good show. It's from 2018. And lastly, You Should Have Left from 2020. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, this actually has very little to do with House of Leaves, as I f- suspected it might. I mean, the the base concept is there, but like House of Leaves goes deep into the mm. house. Like there's a minotaur involved, like a full on. And there's like once like the part where Kevin Bacon goes down into like the weird dungeon uh, mm-hmm. area that in the book is like this whole labyrinth thing. And he's got a whole crew of guys down there just trying to map the fucking place out. But it just doesn't stop. Hmm. The guys get lost. They spend wow. weeks down there just trying Whoa. to find each other. It's pretty gnarly. Uh, the movie, uh, You Should Have Left, not bad. More on the um, family drama side. Mm-hmm. You know, what happened with Bacon's ex-wife. What this Amanda Seyfried is up to on the, mm-hmm. on her, on the Well, I'm not going to get into it, Monica. I hated the ending of this. Uh, I didn't mind it so much i mean that yeah because i mean fuck man what do you what no i'm not going back in there are you crazy i know right yeah you you got a car it works okay let's drive the fuck out of here let's get i no, I, i'm sorry no. yeah he's like oh, i would you? sure take that house though it was a nice house <laughs> i'll That's, take it it's it. a fucking nice house That's a, you can actually rent that house oh it's in uh i think it's actually in ireland though not in wells hmm. but uh yeah, all concrete on the fucking countryside. Yeah. That's got to wow. be a le- that's got to be a multi-million dollar situation. Hmm. Uh that's all I'm looking at there, Monica. What do you got, kiddo? Uh, let's see. Things that were worth watching. Okay. Short <laughs> I, list. I watched The Thing 1 and 2 over again. Okay. Wow. Uh, you, you know you, what? I realized that the uh you're talking about the prequel? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's why I just say 1 and 2. Okay. So the the remake the the John Carpenter remake no the John Carpenter one is the what I call the thing okay so to me the remake is this new one that came out well it's it's a prequel I know okay I just still hate you're, it you're just confusing the shit out of me <laughs> because you know what when you compare the two movies mm-hmm. you could really see the CGI in the in the prequel? in the new one, yes. Okay, it, it's really cheesy hmm. compared to when you watch the John Carpenter one. There was no CGI back then. It's true. <laughs> that that um, I get that. I get that. And uh, I, I I don't think I want to see the spaceship. Is is the other problem that I had with it? You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's cool that she goes down there, and you kind of get this. Really, we. I don't need to see it. Uh, if you're going to show it to me... Just what, leave it out. Whatever you yeah. show me, I'm going to be disappointed in. Because mm-hmm. it's such a build-up from John, the John Carpenter movie. And then up to that point, I was, I was actually okay with the prequel. <clears throat> I really like the way that they, they showed the Norwegian base with such accuracy. Yes. That was something I was mm-hmm. very impressed with. But once yeah. it gets down into the fucking ship and all the... 
Ah, it's <laughs> fucking whatever. <laughs> uh, then I checked out uh, Wolf Creek 1 and 2 again. Very cool. Uh, have a... you boned up on your Australian history at all? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to grind your fingers off, babe, but I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I tried to watch The Strangers, the second one. I like this. Nobody likes the second one except for me. I... Those people were so stupid. They're dumb. That's like, fine. It's, that, you know what? I, That's probably a good candidate for a modern slasher, <clears> I feel like. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that that swimming pool scene? Wow. Oh, that was That's brutal. Like, That's like the shining gem that, of that movie. I'm just surprised he didn't like die right there. Because like, how often can yeah. you get your throat no. slit? Um, I watched, I'm really curious, I mean, I'm not curious, but I'm really surprised I watched this. It's called Miss Meadows. It's with Katie Holmes, okay. and I hate her, okay. but she plays a serial killer. She kills bad people. Okay. Yeah, it was quite interesting. Huh. It was not bad. A girl slasher? Yeah, it was hmm. enjoyable. She plays a like a elementary school teacher, and she dresses like in fifty style. Huh? And her it's Katie and sh- Holmes, huh? Yeah, she is probably the last person I'd pick to play a serial killer. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah, she picks off people. It was pretty cool. I'm watching. curious. Like yeah, they I'm would be like, "Get in the car, bitch," and she'd be like, "I don't think so." <laughs> that was it. So. Okay. <laughs> pew, pew. Uh, I watched uh, Population 436. What do you think of that? <laughs> it's pretty silly. And it's weird. That's the one with Fred Durst, right? As a sheriff? Yeah, and Jeremy oh, no. yeah, Sisto. Sisto. It's yeah. Fu- just seeing him like roll up trying to be this this small town cop. Yeah. And you expect him to be like, yeah, boy. I didn't realize what a puny guy he was. He's very small. He's My small. God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Deacon is ready to take him off. Yeah, he's, he, he ain't shit, man. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a bad show if you can get past the, the part that you're looking at Limp Biscuit as, as a small town cop. Yeah, I didn't even, like, I picture mean, him he's not in a, Limp Biscuit. He's not an like, actor. Yeah, he did okay. I'm, I mean... But Jeremy Sisto is really, I'm so dis, like disappointed. That was, he wasn't bad in that no, one. No, no, no. He was just so hot in Hideaway. He was. Hmm. All right. Well. So hot and he aged and I'm like. I'm sorry. Got overweight and like, but he still has an awesome voice. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did watch a good one. Okay. Not bad. Michael Douglas. It's called Beyond the Reach. He plays like this billionaire and he hires this kid to take him out into the Mojave Desert to uh, hunt uh, sheep. Okay. Bighorn, I think. I can't remember. But he ends up accidentally shooting somebody in the desert. So he frames the kid for it. Because the kid, what an idiot. So he tells him, look, kid. I can turn your life around. You agree with me. We hide this body. I'll turn you into a billionaire. Hide, hire you at my company. Everything's great for you. What does he do? Try to turn the guy in. So now we got to play cat and mouse in the desert. Mm, yeah. yeah, he strips him down and puts him out there. Strips Michael Douglas down? No, the kid. Oh, he strips him down. Yeah, okay. and then it's like Michael Douglas is playing now shooting okay. at him. Yeah. And then I watched, this was, it's called Devil's Night. Okay. Hmm. Um, it could have been a good movie with a budget. Okay. So basically, a sword is stolen from the museum. 
and you can summons the devil sure. to come do your work for you, whatever Absolutely. you want for him, from him. Will he build a deck? Because, or... <laughs> I mean, I could put him to work. But I mean, it... I'm sure other people would like, want. you know, I want you to kill this guy. I just want you to clean the place up a little bit, really. <laughs> He'd probably do it. Okay. But, no. All right. But the, and it was, <laughs> yeah. it was filmed in Detroit, so they focused a lot on showing you the mass destruction of I like Detroit. That. Yeah. That was pretty hard That's to prime, watch. That's prime, uh, prime horror film. <laughs> but area. the devil was basically like some little five foot guy with the red like mask on and a tail. Oh, jeez. I know. It like a monkey? <laughs> yes, it did, actually. Did he have a pitchfork? <laughs> <laughs> but he did make sounds like that. But for, he was pretty much, the guy that summoned him was pretty much wanting to kill off the corruption that was happening there. Okay, And sure. it could have been good if you had the money for special effects. All right. But um, but yeah. the chick in it was definitely hot. Sweet. I guess she's a real army chick, so she's nice and ripped and stuff. Nice. Yeah. I like so, that. Um, but that's all I watched. All right. Buddy, you got anything? Yeah. Um, re-watching the first season of Game of Thrones. That a boy. Up, up to episode six. So, hey, now. Uh, I have all the discs, so I'm just kind of going right through them. I got, I got, a, oh, well, I have them on Blu-ray. <laughs> so I don't know if you have Blu-ray player or not, but you let me know yeah. what you need. I got you covered. <laughs> all right. Right on, man. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's. You're probably going to take about a month out of your life. <laughs> right. Getting brought up to speed on that fucking shit. And prepare to be uh, very angry for like four seasons. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because the first, I think four seasons are just f- fucking just growing to love a character and then have them get uh, killed by somebody that you don't like. Yeah. Hmm. So, once you get past that, though, it gets pretty interesting. <laughs> okay. Right on, man. How about some immersion wow. therapy? I'm yeah. te- Monica, I'm telling you, you would love Game of Thrones. <laughs> If you could just muster the attention span <laughs> to sit down and hang out with it. There's lots of weird old guy sex. There's incest. There's zombies. There's all kinds of fun stuff. Dragons. There is some dragons, eventually. It takes a while to get to the dragons. but Jason Momoa raping chicks. How about that? <laughs> you know no. you say, oh, yes, you do. He doesn't actually rape him. It's just Immersion the very therapy. Sex scene is kind of rapey, I felt like. Oh, I keep seeing people walk by. They're running with their dog right there. Oh. Uh, what did we watch? We watched uh, Sweetheart. What did you mm-hmm. guys think of Sweetheart? Good movie. I liked good it. Job. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. I really mm-hmm. liked the creature. Yes. I thought he was dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked the, the suspensefulness. Totally. Because yeah. it takes her a while to figure <clears throat> out mm-hmm. that she's not alone. Right. And it, you know, I mean, with the title of Sweetheart, it could be anything. What the fuck are you talking about, right? Sweetheart? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there could be other shit going on on the island. There could be like a human trafficking situation. Yeah. But I like the sea creature. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked that that's the route they went with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. That thing was nice. It's like a weird, almost creature from the Black Lagoon. I was thinking yeah. that. But... Uh, like, if you took that gill man and mixed him with the Predator, I feel like you'd have a nice mishmash of what, what we got here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. I don't, want it, mm. I don't want to tangle with that guy. I want to know what was in that hole. Uh, I don't want to know what's in that hole. They should make a part two. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see more of that thing mm-hmm. and whatever. They should make it to where they, they spread out. They, serve, they need food, so they go to another island that's yeah. more occupied. 
or she comes back with like a oceanographer team to try to get to the bottom of this. Or maybe she gets impregnated. Oh, yuck. Oh, wow. Oh, don't do that. We, we went there. We went full. <laughs> Humanoids from the deep. Humanoids from the deep. All we need is a ventriloquist doll for some goddamn reason and an insanely hot chick. I say check out uh, Sweetheart if you haven't seen it, inmates. Pretty good oh, yeah. show. What do you got for us this week there, buddy? All right, this week let's check out 2012's Chained. This is about a young man held prisoner by a cab-driving serial killer must make life or death choice between following in his captor's footsteps or breaking free. You'll find this gem on Tubi. Check it out. Inmates, we will do the same and compare mm-hmm. ourselves some notes next week. First, we have to mm-hmm. educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. Kiddo, do you have your clues from two weeks ago? I do. I drew a fucking blank on them. I can tell you that. Oh, I'm surprised too, because because you like um, you like the director. Huh? Do I now? Yes, you do. Okay. He did one of your favorite movies. It says, he said, he said, on one condition, I get to come along with you. She agreed. And that was his last goodbye as he took an arrow through his face. He said, I don't believe in mermaids. It's not possible, but I'll try anyway. She came and ate his leg, and now he's a merman. <laughs> I heard you say that. Monica's fucking with me. There's no such yeah. things. Um, he was sick in bed. No one knew what was wrong with him until the good doctor showed up and stalked and staked him in the heart. Well, I guess it's over for him now. What are we? This has to be an anthology because there's no way that is one cohesive story. <laughs> what are we? I like the director. It's not Tales from the Dark Side. Is it? No. No, no it's not. It's got a fucking mermaid in it. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's not uh it's we it's not dead time stories. It's not Tales from the Crypt or The Vault of Horror. It's You just said the name of it. Tales from the Crypt? Dead Time Stories Volume One. It is not what? Yeah. Oh, fuck. No, it, you're... Uh, it's that new George Romero one. Thank you. Motherfucker. God damn it. I say dead time stories. I think of that one with Scott Valentine. Yeah, the, I know. And I pit. made sure it was yes. not related. God damn it, Monica. I watched that one once and I was like, this is poo. And then I completely forgot about it. <laughs> All right. He, he did turn into a he merman. He did, yes. It was stupid as shit. <laughs> All right, uh, let me give you my clues from last week. Uh, yes. uh, Tom Hardy nailed it on the head. I am a down-and-out <sighs> private detective. Um, one screaming hot chick's uh, younger brother went missing, so I got the case. Ended up at a house of ill repute, where another screaming hot young lady with red hair 
turned out to be a lot more than I thought she was. Angie Everhart. God damn, was she hot, man. She was hot. She probably still is, I imagine. I yeah, mm. Yes, I have seen her. She's aging I'm pretty sure good. I'm sure I would still touch her mm-hmm. inappropriately. <laughs> I didn't even think of that movie. God damn. I just look right past Buddy and I see the first movie on my <laughs> shelf and then that's what it was, so that's what I went with. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, Tom Hardy nailed me. All right, kiddo, what are your Woo. clues for this week? This was tough to come up with. Shit. Okay. A small little house party turns into your worst nightmare. For instance, having your back snapped in half. How about the poor dad that got his head chopped off? Or that... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or that dumb jock that got his head all twisted around. (laughs) It's pure chaos. Even when your mother gets involved... Even your dad has a part in it. Give me a break. Who will walk out the winner? I thought I had you. Oh. Mom and dad get involved? Walk out the winner? Okay. (laughs) Think about that. I thought I had her for a second. I thought you did. You can tell me when we're done. I will. I I don't think I... uh, Does it involve that guy? (laughs) Okay. I do got you, actually. I do got it. And it involves that guy too, right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got her. Right there. Chop it right up. All right, inmates. Uh, think about that. I got it. I got it down. Um, in the meantime, uh, join us next week for Carry On from 2020. It's streaming right now on Hulu if you guys want to check it out in advance of the show. Uh, we do have a Patreon campaign running. Um, August is probably going to be Buddy's Month, but September is up for grabs if anybody wants it. $5 donation. Name our uh, movies for uh, September or a theme. If you just want us to do a theme, whatever you want, uh, find anything you need to know about that, us, or anything else at paddedroompodcast.com. Like, comment, subscribe, wherever you found that sh- this show. That helps us out a lot also. In the meantime, for Buddy, Monica... Uh, mer- mermen and mermaids uh, wacky anthology movies uh, with a volume 1 and a volume 2 which is I don't know why they had to do that uh, kaiju fights amorphous blobs and the padded room podcast I'm afraid visiting hours are over bye have a great week a drug for the first time